0: I don't. Have, uh, we we don't have cans uh, tonight, so I've got a cup of ice and uh, regular water. Man, just take a sip. God, what a fucking world we live in. We've got kids saying, "Daddy, what does taxi mean?" <laughs> Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome again 2019 to 1990-what, a podcast about various things, 90s. I am your host, Michael Joseph, and with me after the holidays and in the new year, as always, is my co-host, Adam Michael
1: Hey Mike! Happy New Year! Happy How's New it going? Year, man,
0: dude. Good is very good to see you. We have taken oh, a two-week break. It's been a while. <laughs> is, it, is it two
1: or is it three? I can't count. I do not know. Like Shit. four, nine. It's at least weeks.
0: two. Yeah, maybe twelve. But we're back. We are, and we're yeah. ready to rock. We're. I've been looking forward to this. Um, I remember last week. I was. It was Tuesday, and I was like. Wait, I think we. Have, oh no, it's New Year's. Yeah. And here's the thing, folks. I love Adam. He loves me. We we love each other. We we have a we share a great friendship, and we share this show. We I don't. I, I was busy. I didn't even text you Merry Christmas. I know. I, I didn't I text you too, but Happy I, New Year, and I meant to. <laughs> and I, Christmas Day, I was like, Oh shit! You know, I should probably go visit Adam and bring his family a pie. My mom didn't make that many. This she only made like. Fish uh, me like
1: The pie that. I told you all about last episode, I did not partake oh, this year. Man,
0: uh, maybe I can get her to <laughs> cook up another.
1: You know what? I wouldn't worry too much about it. There's there there'll be other years. <laughs> yeah. Years go by so fast too, you know. Um man, they It'll be Christmas again before you know it.
0: Jeez, it will we'll be talking about uh Mariah Carey. All that shit. Mariah, Mariah. yeah. We'll see if she does anything this year. And it doesn't matter what she does, I'm still gonna be proud of her. I've I've said it many times. I'm proud of you, Mariah. Yeah, you're a beautiful you're, woman.
1: You're you're kinda of weird about this.
0: I am a little odd about it. <laughs> I've never met her. I have no reason to admire her, except that I just I don't think she deserves the shit that she's getting. Well, I, I d I, mean. I I don't think so. Maybe someone will bring some new information to me, you know, and, and I'll I'll think no. Kind of like how that new R. Kelly documentary just came out recently, and you know now everybody knows that that was him in the video, peeing yeah. peeing on a.
1: Oh, I did not see this, uh, dude. I I heard about things on Twitter <laughs> and and saw that uh, people were watching it and becoming enraged and.
0: Uh, oh my know. god, I've I've seen the first three episodes. It's it's extremely intense. It it's a uh, it's horrifying. I mean horrifying. He's I mean he's probably somewhere having dinner with Don Henley.
1: Um he's he's uh he's in trouble with the law I saw tonight. There's a. there's charges being brought against him in Georgia or something like that. So
0: Yeah, I hope he dies.
1: Well, maybe, you know. Yeah. He, he R. Kelly can never predict the future. R. Kelly, you he probably you, won't live forever.
0: Yeah. You know. He can't fly also. Oh. Can't. I don't Believe give a it shit what you fucking say. He can't fly. No, this stupid bastard can't fly. Fuck you, R. Kelly. Um, So anyway, um, it's good to be back. It's good to be doing the show. Hopefully everybody is still hanging on board with us. Yeah,
1: you know what? We uh, I, I hadn't looked at our numbers and things in a while, and people are still listening, even though we haven't put out an episode in a while. That's so I was weird. kind of surprised. That's yeah.
0: weird. What the fuck are you people doing? They're checking us out, you know? Hey, we we take a break, you take a break.
1: No, no. Stick with us. <laughs> Stick with us.
0: <laughs> Please keep listening. <laughs> Please keep li- Try You Put us listeners. on hey, if any if any of you know what you're doing, put your favorite parts on YouTube. Because I haven't fucking figured out how to get this shit on that platform yet. It's probably very simple. <laughs> um email us at um what's our email?
1: Uh 1990 what at gmail.com. Okay. All 199 H A T.
0: Okay. One nine nine W H A T at gmail.com. Tell us how we can put these audio uh, shows on YouTube. Um, I've tried putting them through iMovie, but it takes for fucking ever. Like, it takes all night and the next day and sometimes the next night, and it well. still doesn't work. Like, converting it t- through iMovie, I don't think that's working. It, it has. It's just it's just it's not working so if there's a better way to do it folks somebody tell us or you can do it yourself like oh hey i really like this show here's my favorite part (laughs) you know extreme vulgarity um and fucking put it put it up there if you want but then could send us an email let us know what you're doing and how you're doing it we're not going to get you in trouble you're not going to get in trouble uh but we would just like to do that for ourselves too i know it might be difficult rock reference Oh, that's right. That's where I got Yeah, I did. I just stole that from yeah. that, that movie. Sorry. Fuck. Sorry, Jack Black. Speaking of stealing. He's not right. going to be mad. No. They had to beg Led Zeppelin to use uh, the Immigrant Song.
1: Oh, in and I'm glad they did. That was a great moment in that movie.
0: It was. Adam Jones, what are we talking about today, tonight? Well, um, it is 12 fucking 30, by the this
1: way. This is Jesus. kind of a special episode. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah, we're we're talking about the year nineteen ninety five, but ah. tonight we're not just going to go through some Billboard chart or anything like that. Okay. Um, actually, I'm not going to tell you quite yet what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and look at the sorting cap for nineteen ninety five. Oh, we're stu- just gonna are we,
0: can we just make fun of friends for an hour and a half?
1: Um, that would be a great episode. We'll do that eventually, but not tonight. Um, yes.
0: all, all this stupid. F- Fucking shit. Why don't you take a look at the story in right here? Pick Ladies out a movie
1: gentlemen. from the year nineteen ninety-five. I
0: am digging around, I'm digging, I have picked, I've picked, I've picked. Oh my goodness. I goodness. have chosen thank fucking god. Toy story. Toy story. This movie th- <sighs> Some people think it's rare to create an animated masterpiece. Toy Story is that masterpiece Gary Newman
1: Toy Story the first fully you computer animated full length motion picture Came out in 1995 in did you see this movie in theaters mike
0: absolutely
1: me too this yeah.
0: movie still looks great today everything yeah. about it it could it could come out tomorrow
1: and it's so—it's timeless in a way. Absolutely, you know, like my Complete. kids love Toy Story, all—all all of the, all you know, the whole series. And in fact, I look over on that chair
0: to your left, ladies and gentlemen. I wish we were yes, yes. actually filming this video because Adam, here, ho- hold on. You know what? I'm not even going to say what it is. I'm going to bring yeah, yeah. it here. Hold let, on one second, let
1: him introduce and himself
0: All right, folks, I'm gonna let him speak for himself. Tell us who you are, man. Okay, I'm gonna need your name, actually. <laughs> that wasn't your name. Try it again. I, protect the galaxy from the threat of invasion. I didn't ask you about your fucking job. I need your name. <laughs> okay, now you're being paranoid. One more time. Uh, sir, your name, please. All right, Ranger. It's a code 546. I don't fucking work for you. Tell me your fucking name or I swear to God I'm going to lose it. I am
1: Buzz Lightyear. There Space it is.
0: That's what we wanted here. Thanks, Buzz. How are you doing today? To infinity and beyond. All right. Well, we don't allow drugs on the show, but I'm going to give you one more <laughs> chance to just kind of... T- You're going to sing a song for Wow. Well, that was dramatic. You got anything else to say? I protect the galaxy from the threat of invasion. All right. I mean, how do you do that, though? I mean, what, what, what are you, what are you talking about? Where there's danger, there's a space ranger. Okay. Well, I mean, are you by yourself in this dilemma, or I mean, do you have, do you have anybody with you? I, I don't see anyone around. I'm picking up circle on my scanner. Look out! Fuck! Where? Take cover. I'll protect you with my laser. Oh, fuck! Thank you, Buzz. Good shooting. Somebody clean that up, please. This is
1: intergalactic emergency. Buzz Lightyear to the rescue. He says a lot of stuff.
0: <laughs> okay, Buzz. Thank you so much. I'm sure we're safe. You can get the fuck out of here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, to te- Adam, tell him about this fantastic gift for your uh, son.
1: So Santa Claus brought this. It's a uh, what? What like a 11, 12 inch Buzz Lightyear action figure. This thing. His wings pop out. He shoots
0: lasers. His helmet goes up and down. You know, does that? It's it's everything, uh, folks. I've got it in my hands now. This thing is like, looks great. No, it's um, this is it. This is this is like, this is the Buzz Lightyear. This yeah. is the uh, this is the real deal. It's got the um, the chopping thing. It's got uh, wh- where's the um. Where's the The red button on front? Does the wings, but so okay. Sometimes right, the sometimes kids mess mouth. it up and they don't, they must have malfunctioned right, but, but this is great. No, this is like <clears throat> wow. I mean, but this yeah, is yeah, this it. was this is what we
1: or uh, Santa got for my two year old, and uh, it was very exciting.
0: He was very happy with it and has played with him a lot. It's amazing, uh, but yeah, I mean, did they even have that when the original movie came out, like a Buzz Lightyear like that?
1: Um, I think eventually there was like because
0: they had I small, know. you know. Like yeah
1: my my younger brother had a small Buzz Lightyear action figure that was oh. like four or five inches tall.
0: Okay. Because that's the kind of size that it looks like Andy's playing with. Yeah. He looks like he's yeah. playing with, with that one that you have. We're probably going to take a picture of it, folks, and we'll have a I took a picture poster. of
1: you talking to it on your microphone.
0: So oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll, uh, awesome. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll post that. Dude, Toy Story. Amazing. It was a and game you're changer. right. All, all three of them. Yes, it was. Pixar. A defining yeah. moment. We knew that they were... There were great things coming from you know, that company.
1: Disney had been all their animated stuff had been like musicals, and uh, it seemed like not modern, nothing modern, you know. Yeah. What I mean. Oh, I like, love this song. All the uh, all the Disney movies were a long time ago in a land far away kind of thing. But yeah, yeah. Toy Story came out and it looked amazing with these shiny computer graphics amazing
0: absolutely and ahead of its time really
1: it was just totally different from anything that we had been subjected to and it just opened up our imaginations yeah i loved it
0: i but the toy story was kind of well welcoming for everyone i mean i'm an adult and i still love that movie and you know i i'm pretty sure my like my mom and dad like They were totally okay with me and my brother watching it all the fucking time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean...
1: Totally wholesome. Yeah. (coughs)
0: Wholesome, creative. It was funny. I mean, come on. Tim Allen and Tom Hanks? There were were things
1: written in there for adults that the kids wouldn't get.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. Toy Story 1995. Are you ready to learn what we're talking about tonight, Mike?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Well, okay, so let me let me give everybody a peek behind the curtain here um we've been going through billboard charts um that are current you know, I, I mean that are relevant to the time of year that we are in and uh i might not have thought super far ahead because after 1994's december It's now January. If we're looking at January 95, we're going to be playing pretty much the exact same songs. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So um, we're taking a break from that Billboard chart rotation. Okay. And we're going to talk about um, a a band that debuted in 1995. A band called Foo Fighters.
0: Holy shit.
1: So we're going to talk about the origins oh, of this band and we're going Dude, to listen to Dude, I am
0: so fucking the debut happy album. Holy Foo shit. We're going to listen to the album? Yeah. Dude. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh my god. Dude, Adam, once again. <sighs> so,
1: to start, um have you ever heard of this band, Nirvana?
0: Um Play something from them.
1: This is from the album *Bleach*.
0: I mean, and this is this is who? Nirvana. Nir. Nir-
1: how, do.
0: how would you pronounce it? Hold on. Let me look at it. It says... Nairvan. Mm, I don't think that's right. Nairvan?
1: van, Near... At the risk of ruining this thing. N- near the van. Nirvana.
0: Oh. Oh. Nirvana.
1: So this is uh, this is Nirvana. At the four the addition of a certain drummer
0: totally yeah this is totally chad channing okay uh, all right yeah this is about a girl from bleach
1: and um this album came out on sub pop record
0: sub pop i believe it cost them six hundred dollars to yeah. make this album yeah that's, that's true and they it? did it in like two weeks
1: the uh, the person who paid for it was a guitarist who didn't stay with the band and actually isn't even on the album
0: <laughs> oh um yeah that guy poor guy he's on the cover of the album oh is he but he's not yeah maybe i don't know
1: so nirvana recorded this album and released it and you know I don't know
0: how, how did it perform. The this, well, I mean, they were um, shit. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I just noticed that I'm kind of peeking. Sorry about your ears. Anyway, yeah, no, I mean, they were they were touring and they were becoming a very well respected band, especially overseas. I think um, they were kind of already breaking in Europe along with other. Seattle bands at the time, and uh, of course nothing like what eventually would happen, but, you know, I think that people people were starting to see, yeah, Nirvana is, um, you know, Kurt Cobain is not just Buzz Osborne's friend. Uh, you know he's he's a great songwriter and and they're a great band. People people were already kind of thinking that even before Nevermind came out, but because yeah. uh, they were, I mean, they were they were very different, um. You know, but I think th- there's a story that, um, Kurt at the time was still struggling because he wanted to, you know, he did want to write those poppier more radio friendly songs and he kind of was a little bit insecure because you know the Melvins and Tad or whatever or what you know a lot of those bands that were around them at the time they weren't doing that they didn't seem interested and 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 that kind of thing and Kurt yeah I read that uh,
1: that the label kind of was pushing him toward a darker heavier sludgier sound and uh that was evidenced on the record
0: yeah, um, which you know, honestly, because there's always that argument. Some people are like, "Yeah, Bleach is way better than Nevermind." That's fucking bullshit. Nevermind is a fucking much better record. It's a million times the record that Bleach was. Everything about it is better. It sounds better. Every single song is amazing. You know, it's just it just sounds like uh, it's just better.
1: Yeah, I mean, there,
0: there's, there really a, is no, there is no argument there. No, Bleach was, Bleach was kind of like, eh, yeah, classic. you guys are, you're, you're, you're finding your way, you know. It's, but a lot of it's like some of those songs just aren't fucking good. Uh,
1: so, let me ask, what happened to Chad Channing?
0: Chad, um, I don't think that he he just wasn't, I mean, the, you know, the story goes, Kurt wasn't really all that happy with his drumming. Um, I think that maybe Kurt had to, it was, he was constantly trying to tell Chet, no, could you maybe do it like this? Um, I think one of the things too about Dave is uh, Dave doesn't really do a lot of fills. He's not really the kind of drummer that's going to throw a lot of tricks uh, in the mold You know he just kind of Kind of keeps it steady um, And Chad uh, I, You can you can hear it too I mean you can hear the drumming And the songs and Bleach And there's just like I don't think there's anything wrong with them But when you compare them to the power That Dave Grohl really does have Behind a drum set Yeah I mean listen to this the, shit The power? Listen to this
1: You don't mean anything like this do you?
0: immediately listen to that i mean it's an it's immediate you know and and here's the thing it doesn't it doesn't matter you know whether dave Grohl was skinny like he was back then or heftier the way he is now the drums i mean they could not handle him they were shaking and i mean they were it was an earthquake and and listen to this this is the perfect pop song so
1: Chad Channing was out. The other band members were not very happy with his drumming, and uh, they do. And the they power. had gone
0: through. They had gone through like eight or nine drummers already. Yeah. A bunch. And so they uh, they found Dave Grohl. He was um, pretty much stranded in Los Angeles from his band Scream. And he could they drum were like a- this. So they got together with Dave and they uh, they made a couple records. Yep. Dave joined the band and um, he didn't, they weren't immediately successful. It, you know, Dave and Kurt, I think, shared an apartment that was covered in, you know, hungry man dinner boxes and corn dog sticks. That was a story I heard that corn dogs was something that they bought. They were poor and broke and homeless and evicted, I think, by the time that this record hit. Um, So they recorded this from
1: April of 1990 and a little bit in uh, May of 91. And it was released September 24th,
0: 1991. And, uh, yeah, blew up. Blew up. Changed their lives. Changed... All, all their lives. Dave Grohl coming in at the right time. Um, but he was the guy. I mean, I, I don't know, you know, may, I don't know, like maybe you could argue like these songs with Chad Channing, it still would have been successful. Um, that's, I don't know, it, it's debatable, but I think that there is a clear difference between. You know what you hear when you hear Dave Grohl play the drums, and, and Chad Channing, oh, or really absolutely. any of the other drummers, and and no disrespect to Taylor Hawkins, Taylor Hawkins is a fantastic drummer, but you know there is footage of them side to side by playing. The only real difference is really the power that yeah. Dave has always had. That's He's just always, it's it's very natural for it's him. It's something it seems. that comes up
1: whenever you hear somebody discuss Dave's drumming. You know that he had a great power behind the kit yeah yeah he wasn't he's not a, like the,
0: a yeah he's not a virtuoso on the you know he can't i've never seen him really like you know play these crazy fucking fills or something. i mean he's not like jimmy chamberlain for from uh the smashing pumpkins who started as a jazz drummer mm, right uh, J- jimmy Chamberlain's is great or, or yeah. even the guy from uh tool um uh, Danny Carey, I think he used to be he used to play for Cheryl Crow or somebody. He he was like a studio guy. Yeah, Dave you know, Grohl
1: came up punk. Yeah, he's punk know, rock he was, drummer. He was a young guy in the punk scene, touring all over the country. You know.
0: Yep, he had a job at a, uh, I think it's a furniture shop. And that's what he was doing. Joined Scream. He toured. Was able to tour. Uh, you know tour around his mother very proud of him um he did he dropped out of high school uh and um yeah scream scream was a legendary punk rock band they um they they were they're they're great they broke up and dave like i said was stranded in los angeles and someone told him nirvana was looking for a drummer he auditioned and uh, got it. Dave and Chris had already seen him play in Scream, and word got around that Kurt was impressed with Dave and would have, like, you know, I think Dave knew that, oh, I, if I audition, there's a good chance that I might get this gig because they've already seen me. And, uh, yeah. So 1991.
1: 91. Never mind, explodes. Um... They, uh, they go back to the studio Record an album called In Utero
0: Yeah Great uh, Great ones um,
1: um, Not too much later Yeah Kurt Cobain was dead He
0: died Now, the nature of his death is is up in the air. Open for dispute? It's open for dispute. We we, we don't have to get into that. Oh, uh, that that
1: was me. Oh, you did that? Yeah.
0: That's weird. We're talking about it, and he said everything's my fault twice. I don't believe you, Kurt. I don't think it was. I don't believe you. Um, this is All Apologies, the last track on In Utero. Oh, sorry, Mike You totally just kicked my microphone I did That's that okay. last episode, too <laughs> <laughs> That's okay um,
1: So, it, if you don't know The reason we're talking about the band Nirvana When we're talking about the Foo Fighters Is because Dave Grohl The drummer from Nirvana went on to start his own band after the unfortunate demise of Kurt Cobain. Yep. He called that band the Foo Fighters.
0: He did. Even though it was, at the time, just him.
1: You know, some people were scratching their heads, you know. Reporters would ask him, actually badger him, you know, what do you think you're doing? You're, you're, You're the drummer and you're starting... A band kind of aping the sound of your former band When it was the voice of a generation And, you know, Dave Grohl didn't take too kindly to to all that He became defensive about it Yeah He never did anything, like, you know, rude or anything But I, I... he grew tired
0: of the the, questioning there are several yeah, interviews constant. though that yeah I mean there's a couple from 1995 that you can see where he's not even looking at the camera not even looking at the, you know, he's clearly tired of the shit Yeah, of, of them uh, hounding him about that because it's true I mean I don't think that the Foo Fighters really sound like Nirvana I think that you had two guys yeah. that were both interested in, in, in punk rock and pop music it was inevitable that the Foo Fighters were going to end up sounding the way that they were based on the, the taste that Dave Grohl had, which him and Kurt I think always shared. Even Kurt said that, you know, it, Nirvana had he had he continued to live and the band had stayed together um, D- Dave would have taken on more songwriting responsibility along with Kurt. and And dude, that would have been amazing. It would have been. Oh my God! Would have um, been it would have been fantastic. There was one
1: Nirvana song written by Dave Grohl, and here it is: "The B-side Marigold."
0: Said,
1: if you look at the lyrical structure of this song, it's a lot like
0: the lyrical structure case of. Uh, all apologies if you just listened to I, I think that there was some influence. How could there not have been? I mean... I mean... This is also sung by Dave. Yeah. I, 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 I don't doubt that... I, I, you know, I'll say it again. I don't think the Foo Fighters... I don't think Dave intentionally wanted to sound like Nirvana. But of course he was influenced by Kurt's writing abilities. He recognized the fact that, dude, I'm in a band with master yeah i mean a master of simplistic
1: songwriting you know, yeah and he learned at the feet of a master and he
0: applied those teachings absolutely absolutely i mean and it clearly brought in his own his own shtick but i mean i don't i don't give a shit about the, it was like are you kidding me who who's gonna be more influenced by kurt cobain than someone that that, that was in the fucking band with them Yeah And working so close together Of course it was gonna Come out a little bit mm. I like this song Yeah It's very soothing It is it's, it's like a A warm bath It is Yeah A warm bath That's nice but not a gross one. No, no. Like you bath and then you shower. Yeah, you'll want to wash that filth off your body eventually. There's yeah. a friend of ours that we share, a friend who is a girl, and um, there was a long period of time in her life where she only took baths. She also only ate Wonder Bread, ham, and cheese sandwiches <laughs> and Doritos and drank Dr. Pepper, and that was the entirety of her diet. And... Yeah, she only took baths. Do you know mm. who I'm talking about? I think I probably do. Yeah, I think you do. And if you're listening... She lived pretty close to me? Lived very close to you. Yeah, okay. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. I asked her out once. <laughs> How'd she that said, go? And she said no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and if, I, Ouch. I know. Well, if I had known what she consumed on a daily basis, I might have <laughs> been like, you know what, James, just keep driving the car. <laughs> <laughs> What oh yes. shit! I man. know exactly of who you <laughs> speak. <laughs> I don't mean to be a fucking asshole. No, she's a good person. She is an amazing person, and you know what? I remember fantastic times with that girl. She was way cool, yeah, way fucking cool. And I'm sure she's doing. I hope she's doing fabulous. Her mom was way cool too. Oh. Is is way cool.
1: I almost forgot something. Hang on. I. uh In the interim. Between when David Grohl lost his band leader and band and became his own band leader, um, there was a there was a man with whom he performed and considered joining up
0: full time. That is true. And who uh, was? And let me tell you, this decision must have been extremely hard for him. This this dilemma of uh, the choice that he had, very, very difficult Tom choice. Petty and the
1: Heartbreakers. That was the voice of John Turturro introducing Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, with one Dave Grohl behind the drum kit. You see, Tom had recently lost his drummer, Stan Lynch, uh, due to Stan being a big old jerk. This is this is a YouTube video. I I don't know how the sound quality is, but so far it doesn't sound great. They played two songs
0: on Saturday Live. You don't know how it feels. I didn't know they played this one. I remember the other one. This is this is awesome.
1: Dude I love this. Imagine if it sounded good. I remember watching this live. Really? Yeah. Wow. I, I've always remembered the the sticker Tom had on his Telecaster.
0: Dude, this sounds so good. Dude, Dave, man, yes.
1: Dave has said that he enjoyed playing both songs you don't know how it feels uh, but he, he really preferred the second song they played Honey Bee because it's a real quote barn burner
0: listen to the power
1: So, yeah, after they did the uh, Saturday Night Live gig, Tom offered the job to uh, Dave. Yeah. Come on the road and be a heartbreaker. Dave says, you know, you can still see his hand sitting down the phone after turning it down. You know, it was a crossroads for him. He had made a big decision to. not join Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers and to go his own way, turn down a
0: easy meal ticket. Oh man, oh dude, yeah, no, it was, dude. Th- th- Tom was still, <laughs> as we know him, was like, dude, his career was still, Yeah, still great. We and went all Tom,
1: through Tom Petty in the
0: '90s. Absolutely, Tom. Tom's career At this was time, great until he died.
1: After this album came out, Wildflowers. Yeah, he was on top of the world. Oh yeah. The Greatest Hits had just come out, and he was selling a lot, a lot of records at this time, yeah. and uh, Dave decided to go his own way, as Lindsey Buckingham had told him to do. Yeah. All right. I just wanted to hear the drums kick in there again. Yeah. Dave. So, What's next? What's next for Dave Grohl
0: Well He took a batch of some of his favorite songs That he had written Brought them to his studio And created something special I have seen them play this song I've seen it we know yeah that's great yeah I would
1: love to see this movie. and I I had tickets once can I tell this story on here I don't know I had really good tickets to go see the Foo Fighters um, when they were touring for Wasting Light um But I moved, I moved across the state, the great state of Utah that is, and uh, had to sell my tickets because I wasn't going to be around for the concert, I'm starting a new job, the southern end of the state, they were playing up near Salt Lake City and, uh, yeah,
0: missed my chance. But I will see them. Dude, oh my god. It is such an amazing show. It really was, man. It was... God, it was great. So, this is from the self-titled debut album, Foo Fighters. Some call it the gun album because of the space gun on the cover.
1: Yeah, it looks like Han Solo's gun. It does a little bit. You're right, yeah. Um, Dave Grohl wrote and recorded the entire album all by himself yes yep there's one uh guest guitar performance by greg dole but or dooley Greg dooley other than that it's just dave um just uh wanted to get out there and chord make music again and he says it was a cathartic experience that helped him recover from the, the pain of losing kurt It was recorded at Robert Lang Studios in Seattle, Washington in 1994 Released on July 4th, Independence Day, 1995 By Roswell Records and Capitol Records
0: America Yeah Awesome I, I, I really like that they still play this song
1: So he chose the name Foo Fighters, just to put a name on it that wasn't his own name. Yeah, he didn't want everybody, you know, just, just gravitating toward it immediately because it was. But a Nirvana drummer,
0: you know. Yeah. Well, you know, a rock band, a rock band is a rock band, you know. Like, you know, like so, solo records where it's just the name of the guy. It's like, yeah, it's not a rock band though. I, I remember hearing this song, seeing this video, watching Beavis and Butthead. Oh, with the, like, uh, the, the monster thing. Yeah. yeah. And they're, they're, like, sitting on the couch talking about it, and when it gets to the chorus, they were both like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they would like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't owe you anything.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love that fucking show, man. The show is amazing. Oh, my God. I just realized the same girl that I was talking about earlier, Uh she burned this album for me. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I I had Color in the Shape, and uh, There's Nothing Left to Lose, and I didn't have this one. And she was like, oh, Michael, I have it. I'll burn it for you. And I was like, wow. Thank you. Oh, nice. So, holy shit! Shout out to uh, her, uh, Dr. Pepper drinking, <laughs> sandwich eating, bath taking woman that I wanted to date. <laughs> for burning this, I still have it. I want to say her name, but that's so you rude. Know, better not. I'm at not this point. gonna. I'm not gonna do it. But I, God, I thank you. Th- you know who you are. Thank you so much. I love this record. And I still have it I still It's an orange disc And she wrote She wrote it in black ink And even drew a little gun on it
1: You know what You gave me a burnt copy of this And I still have it And you drew a little gun on it And you wrote gun You wrote the word gun <laughs> <laughs> Dude what album is that? Food gun. Fighters. Parentheses gun <laughs> And you drew a little gun <laughs> Yeah I was totally copying off of what's her name <laughs> Oh that's awesome so this is I'll Stick Around, track 2 Hell from yeah, dude The song. debut album Foo Fighters the song fucking rocks, dude It does This is one of my favorites This is a Call is good This is, is really
0: good Solid I think I prefer I st- I'll Stick Around no. I don't know, man, this is a Call
1: It goes back to that burn here you know, This is a burn. A Rager
0: Yeah, dude, anger Yeah, anger I keep wanting to turn it down I should be turning it down with the knob over here That's okay, dude Technical difficulties, we still got them Yeah yeah. That's a good song It is a great song, man It's a good album (laughs) Yes, it is
1: Okay, well, I'm pretty sure this is my favorite track on this record They played this too this is big me the Mentos video
0: this is probably the song on the video that like started their yeah the, they probably you know, owe a lot to of their careers
1: song I mean before the next record came out this was probably the song that gave them a lot of credibility
0: and a lot of recognition. You gotta have a ballad, you know. You gotta have that pop ballad. It's a ballad that you can take seriously. It's like,
1: it's—I mean, it doesn't take itself too seriously. Yeah. But it's not sappy in any way, and it's no—it's light and it's fun and yeah, it it's well good. written though.
0: I mean, it's a well written song. The classic Dave double-tracked vocals.
1: I think you you told me once that Dave had one of the main things he had learned about songwriting from Kurt is that the lyrics just don't matter. No, they don't. You can tell
0: that very much in uh, This Is A Call a lot did, of songs on this album yeah th- this record is chock full of shit that doesn't make sense yeah like what is this song saying and it it doesn't matter it's just a song yeah it doesn't no lyrics lyrics in pop music rock music they don't matter so and I've I've gotten in arguments with well, people. I, mean, I, I, no, you know, I mean, don't
1: agree with that. But, but it doesn't it
0: doesn't dictate whether or not a record is going to be a success or not. It doesn't dictate whether a band is going to become it culturally can, relevant or um, not. I don't know, the dude. Foo Fighters. Nobody knows what started Danyan out Mivana having songs.
1: having lyrics that were pretty just nonsensical and yeah unimportant. But that I think that changes later on in their career.
0: Yeah, the, dude. This song. One of my favorites this is Alone and Easy Target I love this intro Yeah I think the chorus to this, this one is Like fucking awesome Dude, that's so great. It's a, yeah, it's a great chorus. I don't actually really like the verses that much. But the chorus, man, it just explodes. Yeah. Super, super good. I like
1: the whole thing. Oh, but, uh, oh okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, <laughs> I like the intro and the verses just continue
0: that. Dude, Yeah, yeah. No, I, you know what? I do, you know, I, I take it back. I agree with the lyrics thing. I mean... They definitely help a song tie it together to make it bigger than life. I mean, because like "Learning to Fly." Oh yeah. I mean that song. It, it's it's so it's so amazing that we're that we're doing the Foo Fighters tonight because uh, yesterday I, I watched that uh, that video from Italy, a thousand people thousand. playing "Learning to Fly," and then dude, that is one of the most powerful videos I've ever seen. I mean, you're seeing you know men and women, boys and girls. Um It looks like multiple ethnicities, yeah. and then you find out they're all Italian. I thought that was fucking America at first. I was like, oh this this must be somewhere in California. Yeah, um, but it's in fucking Italy, and they're all singing it, and you can see it in their faces, you know the, the love they have for that song and that band and it's it's amazing, man. Yeah. Um,
1: Learn to play. You no, know, that's a good example of what I was saying where the lyrics to that song are pretty cohesive and poetic with, with kind of one focus. Whereas like the lyrics to Big Me or This Is a Call are just kind of rhymes, you know? Things yeah. that go together enough to to rhyme. But
0: I think I think you can start off that way. Just fine. Yeah. You can do that at the beginning.
1: Oh, man.
0: Dude, this song. This is Good Grief. Yeah.
1: Vocals are pretty down in the mix on this. Kind of cranking it up so we can hear him sing.
0: I see. I. don't know. I don't. I don't feel that way. I, I. think they fit pretty good. I mean, they. They do sound a little low.
1: Maybe your headphones are just better than mine.
0: No, I mean I don't know.
1: I like the pace of this song. Yeah. this album performed pretty well. Sold over a million copies in the United States, so it's platinum. Dude, yeah. The band toured relentlessly behind this album. Actually, we haven't gotten to that yet, but we will in a bit. Um, Fighters eventually, obviously, grew from just Dave Grohl to an actual band. Totally. Good grief at track five. Oh, yeah, there's floaty floaty at six. Got some acoustic guitar this time. nice to switch it up a bit you know
0: pretty good. I was never like the biggest fan of this one. Yeah, I but really was not like bad. the chorus of this song. It's coming up here. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah.
1: One of the things I really like about listening to this record is you hear kind of the early version of what they would become and the kind of anthemic songs that they'd write later on, you know? Yeah. And you can kind of hear that in choruses like that one. So that's floaty. At track seven we have a song called Weenie Beanie.
0: Dude, yes. Dude, this song fucking rocks.
1: It's got the thing where uh like white limo where you can't
0: understand a lot of Yeah, I love it. <laughs> and and then he kind of gets a little bit more melodic and less screamy. Mm-hmm. But the verses are totally incoherent. Yeah. What the fuck? I can't understand him. What is he saying? song sounds like this song oh yeah dude listen to that fucking riff dude that's amazing
1: man i haven't listened to this in forever oh man this is definitely like a earlier thing in the same vein as white limo yeah dude white i love white that's limo Good comparison. yeah it's white limo my my brothers didn't like that song at first but i totally got him into it dude oh my god white limo is one of the best <laughs> foo fighter songs that there is i love that song love that album that's that's my favorite foo fighters album wasting light yeah yeah it's a really good record it's an amazing record Oh my god. That's Weenie Beanie. Definite, definite rocker. Yeah. And this is O. George. We're at track eight. This is a 12 track album. This is one that's never stuck out much for me.
0: Yeah, me too. I'm just I really never into that. Not into this one.
1: It's gonna add just a little bit of filler. Track eight. I really like track nine coming up next here. Uh-oh. I pushed the wrong thing on my phone. Sorry. Oh, shit. Fuck. Oh, gosh. What am I doing? Oh, 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 This <laughs> It says, for all the cows.
0: Oh, yeah. Bringing it down. I like the groove of this song. This Dave is- showing off his... Uh- knowledge of different chord progressions styles this is one of my top five songs on this album
1: it's
0: weird yeah who cares it doesn't matter what it's about it doesn't matter what he's saying even the uh, even the structure is a little weird
1: nice change of pace at this point in the
0: record
1: one time I, uh, I saw a video of Dave dedicating this song to a girl in the audience and she flips him off immediately <laughs> when he says the title it's called for all the cows it's like this is for you dude I remember she like that. loves it and then he says it's called for all the cows she flips him off <laughs> both hands the devil deuce
0: song just kicked me in the balls
1: oh are you alright yes you're all d-
0: doubled over are you gonna throw <laughs> up you look green
1: <laughs> oh my gosh damn it poor Mike
0: <laughs>
1: so Dave chose the name Foo Fighters. Do you know? Do you know the term Foo Fighters means?
0: Um, so, like a flying saucer. I think he got it from a newspaper article.
1: Yeah, in the uh, in World That's War so II. Yeah, pilots would see unexplainable aerial phenomena, and uh, they collectively came to refer to these UFOs as Foo Fighters. I don't know why. But on the the documentary The Foo Fighters documentary back and forth Amazing documentary Dave says he would have changed it You know he would have called it something different now Because it's the worst
0: band name in the world
1: I've heard worse
0: I have Much worse I I once heard that uh, Billy Joe Armstrong Hates the name Green Day Well I mean he probably chose that When he was like 16 or 17, right? Yeah. Well, they got tired of the name Sweet Children. So they called their band Green Day.
1: I was going to fade it down, but we're at the end here, so
0: Here's track 10, Ecstatic. Oh, I like the beginning of this song, but then it gets kind of boring. I think the beginning Right here is pretty cool But then it just kind of Nothing really happens
1: Oh yeah Yeah I don't mean It kind of Just gets monotone Yeah So a bit One more thing On that Tom Petty Discussion we had earlier Um it looks like when Dave talked to Tom about not joining the band he mentioned the Foo Fighters you know that he he was starting his own thing and Tom encouraged him to go in that direction you know to to break off and be his own thing and that you know to me that goes right in line with everything Tom Petty stood for and believed so I just read that here on the uh, the Wikipedia page for this
0: album that was pretty cool Yeah, Stevie Ray Vaughan did that too David oh, yeah? Bowie offered him a gig In oh, his yes. band And at this point, Bowie was playing stadiums Yeah And uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan decided not to Because he wanted to put out the first record With Double Trouble Yeah, well uh It's fucking hard That must be the most difficult decision for a musician Because it's like You've been working your fucking ass Especially with, for Stevie... Stevie Ray Cause he, he He wasn't a success yet Right And Dave Grohl Had already I mean Dave Grohl Was probably already A multi-millionaire True. From being in Nirvana yeah. I mean like You know he, he, he was already rich And so But it was yeah. just like Well
1: This album Even then It's like Well to how make.
0: often How often are you gonna get A lot of gigs Like, Especially like Tom Petty uh-huh. I mean Yeah Guy who yeah, had been around For 20 years Yeah And there were no signs Of him slowing down Yeah and well, with the uh
1: with the David Bowie thing. There was a little bit of a conflict there after Steve Ray Bond left and did his own thing, because uh, you know he'd see videos of David Bowie pretending to play his guitar
0: parts. And he didn't really like that. Oh wow, <laughs> David Bowie can't play like everybody. that. Everybody, everybody knows that. <laughs> Because if he could, yeah. he would have just done it himself. <laughs> for sure. Nobody can play like that. No. Not even John Mayer. Well, he's pretty good. Yeah, John Mayer sucks. <laughs> I'm just no, kidding. No, John Mayer is actually a great guitar he's player. He's very good player. He's artist. a great guitar player, but he's not like the... I don't know. I'm not going to say anything. All right. Ecstatic.
1: Uh, you know, that's another kind of filler track. Yeah, it's not that great of a song. Here's a watershed.
0: Oh fuck yes.
1: Yeah. Get ready. You know, I I think this is a really good debut album for this band. Oh my god! You see so much of what they do later on in this record right here. They never lose this the spirit, you know, this
0: of doing things like this. It's just total punk rock. Oh hell yeah dude. This shit is fucking punk as hell. God
1: yes. This is definitely the foundations. A really solid foundation for the food fighters. Who have become pretty much the pre the preeminent rock band. They are. They are.
0: awesome
1: yeah man that song is a kick in the
0: teeth this is the final track Exhausted this one I also never really liked it's just dripping with distortion
1: and uh interference like it's dirty
0: yeah, it's just disgusting that earlier part. That's what it was can Th- This is how it should have started with this riff. That's a good riff.
1: That's good fight to this.
0: Okay. Yeah, let's listen this for forever. Yeah, it should have started with that riff and then went into this verse because this verse is kind of lame. It's sleepy. It's like, it, or, or, anyway. no, I think I think you've been right. Maybe if it was just on an acoustic guitar, I think it would be even more soothing because that 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 chord progression. It uh, yeah, I don't I don't like it. I, I but I think it could be I think it could be good if if there were. that's a good riff that's a cool riff right there
1: turn it up there. yeah it's a weird song though it's I don't know probably not a great choice for an album closer
0: like what if it had just ended with watershed though oh my god that, yeah that's amazing that would have been great Dude, Watershed's a fucking awesome song Yes.
1: Maybe they felt like they needed a, Something to come down from that You know from That real well, that's what I'm
0: saying why, why didn't they just make an acoustic one And completely rip off Nevermind <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it would have. Huh? <laughs> maybe that. Maybe that was the thing. Dave was like, "Oh, wait a wait a like, second, hold on. I can't. I, I can't do that. Let's just. We'll just play the we'll same we'll song, put, but put like, way too, too much, much distortion, distortion. <laughs> like three times the amount. What's this?
1: Well, this is, uh, future Foo Fighters, Sunny Day Real Estate.
0: Oh yeah. So
1: Dave needed a band. He had this record, and it was. Uh you know, poised to make a splash Yeah He needed to get himself a band And so Sunny Day Real Estate was breaking up I don't remember exactly how he uh, he fell in with these guys But He uh, he picked up Nate Mendel And William Goldsmith From the ashes of Sunny Day Real Estate Mm-hmm yeah, for the all the
0: yeah, for all the people out there That think Sunny Day Real Estate's the better band Y'all are fucking stupid You're all Good. fucking uh, Now here, let Don't me tell you why it? Yeah, they do Let me tell you why It's the singer's fault This guy is fine But there's no Like, he's not in the pocket He's not a pop singer he, he, So it could never be as catchy and as epic as Dave Grohl's songs It just isn't This dude's melodramatic He's not powerful He's not He's probably not that poetic He's not that cool He's not confident. It just isn't. It's nothing. Sunny Day Real Estate is dog shit compared to the Foo Fighters. They're a fucking burnt down, podunk piece of shit garbage can compared to the epic rocket ship that is the Foo Fighters. Yeah, but this sounds kind of cool right here. This chorus is pretty cool. Everything you said,
1: completely true. Until this (laughs) chorus.
0: Okay, I'm wrong. I'm, uh, so far, I'm wrong. No, 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 no. No, you're not wrong. No, I'm definitely not wrong. <laughs> but that's a pretty dope-ass chorus. This is called In Circles. This
1: is from Sunday Day Real Estate's album, Diary. They play this on um, on the Back and Forth documentary, the Two Fighters documentary. And... Uh, I always thought it sounded cool on there, so I. Uh, yeah, no, this is a good song. But yeah, they uh, that's where Dave got the rhythm section for the Foo Fighters initially. Yeah. Um, Nate, of course, with the Foo Fighters to this day. Absolutely. And um, William Goldsmith, not so much.
0: Nah, William. Oh, yeah, William. Um, no, no disrespect to William, though, man. No, di- I don't want to disrespect you, Will. Um. And then, Pat Smear. Yep. If you, here's the thing about the Foo Fighters. If you think about it, they're kind of a super group. And I'll tell you why. Oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. Nate Mendel, coming from Sunny Day Real Estate, a very well-established band. Dave Grohl, obviously. The Foo Fighters. Taylor Hawkins, who was, a, he was oh, playing with Alanis was Morissette. Um, Pat Smear, who was in The Germs, a legendary Los Angeles punk band, as well as Nirvana. And... Um, I never Chris, thought about it that way Chris Derek, was in No Use for Name Me First in the Gimme Gimmies. Yeah. The dude is like a extremely established guitarist The Foo Fighters, man, they're they've a fucking super group They've always been super group Absolutely Every sing- Even with Franz Stahl He yeah, was in Scream, was in Scream. Um, Good point Yeah,
1: I never thought about it that way Oh yeah. yeah, they've always been a super group From their first incarnation Kind of cool This is the uh, the Skin and Bones Live acoustic record version Of Marigold Poo Fighters Version Just to kind of bring it full circle um, I love the Poo Fighters They're one of my favorite bands They oh, have yeah. been for a oh, long, man. long time and uh i don't listen to this record uh the the debut album very much but it is really good really solid there are some incredible songs on there just a springboard to to what they became their second album is is more of a classic yeah it is but that first one it just had everything you know yeah in some fashion
0: yeah yeah no color in the shape was definitely a commercial Commercial classic. The only thing it really lacked was something that was like, uh, uh, Watershed, and White Limo, something like that. Yeah, but I mean, it was there's like. There's
1: like My Poor Brain. Oh, My Poor Brain is awesome. Stuff that, you know. There,
0: but yeah, I know what you mean. There's nothing that's like. Or enough that, space. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's nothing that has that
1: all out thrashing
0: aggression. Well, yeah, and it's that, not necessary. I mean, it's like you don't have to have it, but I mean, like. What but it, it's part of who they yeah, are. Yeah. What it does have, yeah. is, like the absolute blast. That I mean, like Monkey Wrench. That's one of the most fun, yes. fun Wrench. songs. It's definitely one of their greatest songs of all time. Definitely. And then, of course, you know, Everlong. Oh I mean, it's just so like cold classic. Absolutely. I mean, it, it goes beyond the Foo Fighters. It's it's just one of those songs. Yes. It's it's. Yeah. You know, like, you have like a great cream, band, or yeah, yeah. you have yeah. <clears throat> you have like you have a great band with a great song, but then you have this other realm that's above that, that's above the bands. It's just the realm of the great songs that rise above the artists themselves. You know, where like you know, it's just um, like "Kiss from a Rose" by Seal. Mm. Seal had a lot of great songs, but "Kiss from a Rose" that's like, it's one of those songs. It's just fucking god. It's a great song, just timeless. You for yeah. this. I mean, th- I don't know. I, I think there's better examples than "Kiss from a Rose," but I mean, that was all I could really think of at the time.
1: Yeah, I I forgive that. It's one forty in the morning.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we, we've we got to, like, edit everything, and which is fine. I'm having a good time. God, what a great idea for an episode, Adam. Foo Fighters, so an fucking origin happy. story. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are not familiar with the Foo Fighters, um, check them out. Check out the first record. Uh, definitely check out the color and the shape. Check out the documentary, Back oh, yeah. and Forth. Check out the video of the... Uh, Rocking one thousand, one thousand Italians singing and playing the song learn, learn, to fly. "Learn to Fly" by the Foo Fighters. Fucking amazing, emotional, and incredibly powerful video. And, and at it the worked. end, yeah, and at the end, the guy that organized it kind of gives a little bit of a speech. And um, I'm not gonna tell you. Uh, you you gotta go check it out. It's amazing. I mean, it's such a it's inspirational. It really, it's is. incredibly inspirational. It's not just about that. I mean, it's just about. Like, it's nice because I am a Foo Fighters fan. Adam's a Foo Fighters fan. We both, we love the band and we love that song. But at the same time, you know, when I watch that, I see a celebration of things that make people happy. I I see, I saw a group of, like I said, I thought I I saw multicultural people. I thought I saw all kinds of people. In my eyes, I saw the world. And, um... And to me, that, that, that's what meant the most was that, that unifying yeah. healing power of music. Absolutely, that excitement that bonds us together. Put a smile on every single motherfucker's face in that video. And that's what made it so incredibly special. Go watch that video, and um, we'll share it on Twitter. Yeah, we'll fucking share it on Twitter. You you guys don't have to do the fucking hard work. We'll do it for you. Just find Jesus. us on Twitter at nineteen ninety one one nine nine w h a t. Somebody tell us how to put this shit on YouTube for Christ's sake! Please, somebody help us out with that. You know, I I I should take a look at it. I,
1: I've just been. Leaving it's it up fine, to you, but man. Maybe I can figure well,
0: it out. Well, I I kind of stopped. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let me just. I don't know. I'll get back on it. I, I've, I've got I'm, some people that I can bad. ask. I'm just
1: disappointed. <laughs>
0: I wanted, to, wanted bit, to I to, wanted I to be, be, be able honest. to do it. And the thing is we're going to have to go from like episode 1. Uh it's to, it's like to, 22 episodes now. So so we'll have oh to put no. them on like maybe one uh, like, one day gosh. at a time or just put <laughs> them all up at once and then people will just have to catch up or whatever. Who who yeah. cares? Ladies and gentlemen, um I hope that you had a wonderful Christmas. I hope that you had a wonderful time if you don't celebrate Christmas I hope that you had a wonderful uh, mid to end December and early January into the new year year. I hope that you were safe that you were loved most importantly that you realize that you were worth loving and that you love yourself and that you care about people around you and you do all you can for those around you uh, because we all need each other and you need you and we need you ladies and gentlemen. It's good to be back. Happy New Year 2019. 1990 what? Signing off. Good night. Good night.